coming at you with episode number three of the Montana DNA podcast. We're talking Dane and myself, Austin Simonson, coming at you live from the Diggleberry. <laughs> not, not, not live when we release it, but live right now. Obviously, so. right now it's live. Oz, what's been going on lately? There's been tons of stuff. Dude. I don't even know why I asked you that. There's so much going on. Yeah, I can't remember the last time we recorded, but... You know, we were, we were over, we're overdue and I've been, there's been people getting a hold of me. Hey, when's the next epi coming out? And, uh, and sadly enough, I had to say, Hey, we don't even have any content on the, on the back burner right now. We didn't. So here we are, we're hitting record, um, more content coming your guys' way. Um, and actually a lot of, like a lot of stuff going on lately. A lot of things (laughs) coming, like a lot of things have happened and things coming up and, yeah. yeah, no, it's there's a lot of things going on right now. So, um, well, what do you got? So, okay, this last weekend, the so we we went up north of the border. What a weekend! <laughs> this trip. <laughs> so, what were we calling it? What were we calling it? Oh, it was the Lethbridge. What was it? Lethbridge Hockey Gear Fun Run for the Cure. Twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen, and. Uh, yeah, we we got that thing rolling. What, when did we take off? Like Thursday night or something? Thursday night. So what? It was, so what was going on was I was hanging out in Kalispell. You guys. Were well, because you you no you just you got back that day from uh, Great, Great Falls. Falls. I got back into town from Great Falls, and I was well, I was still in Kalispell. You were up at my pad up in Whitefish. Oh yeah, yeah. I was yep. in Kalispell, but got a phone call from Ozzy. He's like, "Okay, we're leaving tonight." I'm like, "Crap!" <laughs> I'm not like I'm so tired at this point. I'm like, "I'm not going." But turns out I'm actually going because it's the Lethbridge Hockey, Hockey Gear, Gear Fun, Fun Run, Run for tw- the Cure for the Cure 2019. 2019. So I'm going, and it's tw- it's 12 o'clock. It's midnight. It was later than that. Well, because I was over at your guys' place, and dude, I was I wasn't feeling it to be honest no, with you. I wasn't either. I was tired. I was like, do you want to know what the last thing I feel like doing right now is getting down the road? But we were planning on if we it was either leave Thursday night or. Like early the next morning. Yeah, very early. Because the thing is, we had a hockey game Friday night. Friday night. So right. it's like we got to get our gear Friday at some point before this game. So obviously we made the right choice, I think. Yeah, yeah. So what do we do? We jump in the truck. We Or I meet up with the boys in Sea Falls. We jump in the truck. We're hitting the road. Who do we got in there? We got we got Oz. We got myself. We got the Matt Simonsons. Of this world. Of this world. We got the the Sun Bears of this world. We got the Ryan Mahonans of this world. Jumping yeah, there was, in the truck. There was five of us jammed in there, and we were heading to Lethbridge, and it was stinking past midnight. And, um, yeah, we hit the road, and I was tired as crap. I remember taking that. I got to Sea Falls. When we were yep. picking you up. I was like, dude, I'll be lucky if I make it through the through the pass <laughs> without falling asleep behind the wheel. I was like, this is gonna be ridiculous. We're gonna be sleeping like twenty minutes down the road. One well, right away, Matt Simonson, he's sitting shotgun. That guy falls asleep right away. <laughs> I'm like, this is BS. Like, Ozzy's trying to stay awake, and what does that guy do? He falls asleep. I'm trying to lean in from the back seat, give him something to talk about. It was brutal, but we made it through. So we get to Lethbridge. It's 4 a.m. We- no, 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 flashback. Hey, we end up in Browning. <laughs> like an hour in. Or an hour and a half in, dude. Whoa, what a stop in Browning. Eventful <laughs> stop. So it's like middle of the night. It's We're, cold as piss out. Cold as piss. We're way out of our element. We're scogged. <laughs> These, we, we don't have any, any life to us at all, but we get to this gas station. Knowing that we're going to be sleeping in the truck, so I'm like, okay, hey, i got to find a sleeping bag or something in here. Plus, I mean, I'm scogged, so I want to get like a Was Red it 2 in the morning? This is like 2 in the morning. Okay, yeah. I need like a Red Bull or something. So we jump in. Yeah, we jump into the gas station. Me and Ryan, we're looking for blankets. We found some fleece, pretty low-quality fleece blankets. They're like 45 bucks a pop. We're like, oh, crap. Like, <laughs> we're, we got to buy Open up the wallet. We're like, whatever. 45 bucks later. We're buying them. So we buy these things and we head back outside of the truck. The boys are hanging out in there. We're just about to jump into the truck. And this buddy drives up right in front of us. And he rolls he, down. He, he rolls up after two stray dogs came ripping by. <laughs> it's browning. Like, browning, you're, you're guaranteed to see three things in browning, I've realized. A plastic bag ripping across the road. A couple, one or more stray dogs. And a drunk Indian. Okay, so we saw all three. <laughs> in the same spot. 
So yeah, right before we're jumping in the truck, <laughs> I got Oz to roll down the window, and I'm good. I'm just talking to him right before I jump in the truck. <laughs> These two dogs, two dogs just come greasing through the parking lot. We're losing our minds. We're like, oh, there's Bert and Ernie coming yeah. greasing through the parking lot. <laughs> Bert and Ernie go greasing through the parking lot, and this car pulls up. He rolls his window down. Ozzy's got this new truck. Pretty sweet truck. So this guy pulls up. He rolls down his window. He's like, hey, new truck. We're like, yeah, it is. <laughs> he's checking it out for a bit, and then he's like, you and Ryan look so funny like, when this is going down, too. I was sitting in the driver's seat like, what's going on? And you guys looked hilarious. Oh, it was, this was rough. So then the guy's like, hey, do you guys want to run into the store for me? We're like, why? What do you need? He's like, I need you to get me one of these. He pulls out a beer or something. I don't know what it was. He's like, wanting us to run into the store. Keep in mind, it's Tuesday, or no, Thursday night, or like a Friday morning. It's two in the morning. And back in Indian, he pulls out his sneaking, his, uh, his, his, his brewski that was sitting shotgun. And, uh, yeah, it turns want, out the guy was drinking and driving at two in the morning. And wanting one of just a couple random boys to go around in there and pick him up some more. Just absolutely absurd. I don't know what was going on. Like, well, that's when we realized that was our cue to go. That was our cue to leave. <laughs> I got back to the truck. I'm like, oh, this is our cue to leave. We jumped in and we, we ripped it. out of there. We oh got out of Browning as fast as possible. But then, so we get up to Lethbridge. Four in the morning. Four in the morning. I'm still awake. I was actually up. feeling pretty darn good. I was feeling pretty good. I stayed up with you the whole drive. Obviously, talking pod. We were, oh my gosh, that was such a good drive. But we get there at 4 a.m. We're like, we're, we got to sleep. The store doesn't open till 9. So we're like, okay, we're going to go to sleep, wake up for brekkie. So we go to sleep. I tuck under my fleece blanket. The boys in the backseat, keep in mind, there's no room back there. These boys try to fall asleep. Ryan, no luck. Matt, not having great luck, jumps in the truck box. It's pretty flipping cold outside. He crashes <laughs> out in the so, truck. Yeah. Truck crashes out in the truck box. and Yeah, so what do we end up? Okay, so we go to bed. It's like 4 o'clock. I'm sleeping because I fell asleep like rather quick. I was I was awake when we got there, you know, but, but when we were putting toes up, I was like ready to hit the sack, yeah, you know. So I fall asleep. And I was like sleeping rather spotty, like waking up every Every so often, starting to pick up, warm the truck up. And I realized that my co-host, Dane, has a very loud snore. And when we're in pretty tight proximity, <laughs> it gets back and loud. And I'm the type of guy that I can sleep pretty darn well. Like, I don't... If there's, like, people over at our house and I go down to sleep, it's not a big deal. Like, generally, I can sleep through noise pretty decent, especially if I'm tired. And, um, Dane is sleeping next to me and it sounds like a Husqvarna chainsaw. It's fucking loud. And what do I have? I'm one of those construction guys, right? I've got those orange, orange earplugs hanging from the mirror. It's a little bit of a show thing. I'm showboating those things, trying to show off to the ladies because I know they love tradesmen. So anyways, um, I grabbed those slim puppies. I slipped those things into my ear. And, uh, good night, Jimmy. Cut. Good night, Jimmy. Cut. I got like two hours of sleep that night. It was awesome. I slept great. But there's one guy in that truck who got absolutely no sleep whatsoever. Ryan Mahoney. This guy, he couldn't sleep. <laughs> he was out on the city all night. We woke up at 7:30. This guy's nowhere to be found. We're like, screw it. We gotta go find him. We where would Ryan be? <laughs> where he left? We crunched the numbers. Turns out Walmart came up, and so, uh, that's where we hit right off the bat. We run in there. First person we see when we run in is Ryan. Moore. Ryan Moore. But we had this plan. We're like, we need to get on the intercom. All right, Moore. We see him. We lock eyes with him, and we're like, get out of here. He's like, hey boys, how's it going? We're like, we're like, Ryan, get shut up. We're doing something. <laughs> run over to customer service. We're like, hey. We're looking for our buddy. We think he might be in the store. Get on the intercom. Call him down. So they jump on the intercom. They call Ryan Mahonen down to the customer service. <laughs> like 30 seconds later. And she like hardly hung up and he was right there. And, and then we're like, oh, there he is. There he is. They're like, oh, we just saw him like two seconds ago. <laughs> you guys saw him too. You, we seen him when you seen him. And we're like, all right, thanks. We ran out <laughs> We of got store. out of there. Oh, boy. That was packing hilarious. Ridiculous. But yeah, I went and got our gear and it was an absolutely successful trip. Yeah, that was a that was quite a quite a run. It was yeah, fun. That was very good times. We got a pretty sweet guest coming out of the pod today. A guy by the name of Jack Stinkin' Willette. Jack Deerhorn Willette. 
<laughs> guys world class, so you guys um, are going to want to listen to that epi coming up. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty difficult for this one, um, just the circumstances. My laptop that I'm, I've been using for these pods, it crashed on me. So now I had to come over to Oz's pad with the mic and use his laptop. We had to download the program and everything, but... We're ready to record another interview. We got a good guy coming on in Jack Willett. So, um, yeah, I mean, we'll just send it over to him. This episode is brought to you by Tamarack Builders. Natural disasters are lurking around every corner. Tornadoes, hurricanes, earthquakes, and tsunamis are just a few that our homes are susceptible to. When the next disaster hits and you're ticked off because your home decided to topple over, call up your home building specialists over at Tamarack Builders. There's no project too big or small for these guys. They always leave you satisfied and jumping for joy. Our next guest we're bringing on is a first class dude. We're talking about a guy from Priest River, a place that's as rough and tough as it sounds. This guy isn't scared to swing an axe. He isn't scared to jump in a machine and move rigs out of the way. This guy terrorizes the Flathead Valley in his greasy blue ranger. He ain't scared to get out on the city and cause a little mayhem. And we are beyond pleased to welcome to the Montana DNA podcast, Jack Willette. Jack Willette, baby. (laughs) Here he is, man. (laughs) Boys. Boys, what a pleasure to be on here. Dude, you're, you're guest number three, Jacko. We're fired up. Oh, it's an honor. It's an honor. I, I don't know what to say, boys. Alright, so boys, my first Jack Willette experience. We're flip I'm living out in Montana. Well, I met this guy, I'd seen him out in Spokane a few times. I wasn't really super familiar with this guy. But anyways, I'm living out in Montana. What did I think I was gonna get into? I think I, I thought I was gonna get into snowmobiling. So I buy this sled from Nick Locus and Nick Locus throws a big sales pitch on this 2004 Skidoo. Am I a sled neck from way back? Absolutely not. <laughs> did I think I was gonna become one? Yeah, I did. Anyways, so I buy this new sled. <clears throat> old sled, new to me. And um, anyways, we're heading out sledding. Me, Nick, and Chase Johnson was there. Mm-hmm. And uh, Chase Swanson. We all know him as Chase Swanson. I'll add that again. And then uh, the, this Jack Willette kid, from, kid from Spokane. I didn't really know the guy from a hole in the wall. And I knew, I knew of him, but I didn't really know him from the heart, you know, like I do now. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. so this guy, he end, we end up meeting up. Um, we didn't have a snowmobile trailer, so we all drove to the spot. Jack Olette pulls up there. He pulls up, and he's got like this. What What year was that thing? Oh, 97 RMK 700. 97 RMK700. I'm looking at this thing. I don't know sleds, but I do know that it's a little bit older machine. <laughs> and anyway, so I'm kind of eyeballing this thing, and I'm eyeballing this Jack guy. And we're heading out. You know, we're warming our sleds up. We're shooting the breeze. Anyways, we're heading out to the spot. We're driving in. Um, or we're riding our sleds in. And I'm like, keep, I'm old, I'm on the trail, man. I don't know what in the deer hunt I'm doing, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, like, we're, you know what gets whooped out and oh, whatever. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm like, tense as all crap. I'm riding over those things. I'm, oh, yeah, sled's pretty sick in my head. I was like, man, this, my forearms are hurting like a most <laughs> trying to keep up with these guys. <laughs> Anyways, so I look over to my right because I'm following, you know, kind of behind the pack. I look over to my right. And we're not, like, you know how when you have to look way up, when you're looking way up a mountain? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. My neck hurt from looking up to the side of the mountain. Jack Willette's up there side-hilling on this 97 stinking RMK. And that's when I knew this guy knows what he's doing when it comes to sledding. Oh. <laughs> what do you got to say? What do you uh, got to say about I, that? I, for that being your first experience meeting me and hanging out, that's a good one. I it was crazy, say. though, Jack. Like, Because you had this 97, and, of course, mine was like an 04. Yeah. So, like... In theory, they get easier to ride as they're newer, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you what, man. I didn't know what I was doing out there. And you did know what you were doing. <laughs> I don't know what else. I don't know where yeah. I was going with that. But that's what I'm getting yeah, at. Yeah. No, yeah, that was pretty cool to see, though. It's just, it's just you know, time on the snow. And I, I had ridden that machine and quite a bit. So, I, I, you know, I knew, you know, the ins and outs of her. You know, rebuilt it a number of times, you know. Because, uh on that same trip a couple days or the next day yeah it was like Sunday or something keep in mind i'm running riding on a fresh motor i just put this motor in this sled this week coming in i mean 
Friday Friday night, I put the motor in the sled, and I heat cycled it a couple times. Yeah. Chucked it in the pickup and came to Montana. I mean, this thing is just because it was it was it like a a Nick. So Nick Nick probably called you and and was like, hey dude, like like Jack, like we're going riding this weekend. Get out here or what was it, Nick? It wasn't. Yeah, it was. It was slick wreck, and I don't remember exactly. It just happened to be a good weekend. I was like, I think I because it was after winter services, so I was kind of in a you know like things were happening. I was ordering snowmobile parts. I might have been in Phoenix ordering snowmobile parts. Get them in time to get riding again, you know. So I get the sled put back together, and then I I can do it, you know. So I could mention something on Instagram or whatever. Said, hey, we should go ride, and I said, you know, we kind of hatch it out a bit, and um, yeah. So then I headed out on a fresh rebuild. Yeah, that was crazy, but yeah, no. So that was kind of my first experience. Oh, to, then then the following summer. See, I didn't know you super well at that point. Yeah. And then and then we we fast forward. We we're at services in in Seattle, and um. And then I see, and then, and then I know at that point I knew you as like the snowmobile, right? You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And that's when I kind of had my second encounter with you when, when basically it was, it was actually kind of crazy. So, um, it was like one of the mornings I was, I was like, oh yeah, like we're at the guy's pad and, um, I was looking for a ride over to the, the, the school and, um, oh, Jack, well, let's head into the school. Oh, absolutely. I'll jump in with Jack. Well, we're, uh. What were we doing? Oh yeah, we're heading over to the school, and I remember it was like a the the light was turning was it was like a green light, you know, mm-hmm. and we were going into the intersection, and and I remember being like, like most people are slowing down to go into the intersection. <laughs> <laughs> we were back and speeding up. We were accelerating at a very good rate, and we took that corner, and I'm in the back. I'm in the Ranger. I'm holding every corner of the Ranger, bracing myself. <laughs> and I thought I was going to die. I didn't. And uh, thankfully, we're, we're here to hit and record. <laughs> no, I, that's when the, you about got ejected. That's when Yo, that, that, the, that was the thing, too. Yeah. I was walking around all weekend. I was like, oh, do you want to get a... I was telling people. I was trying to do the Jack Willette promo. I'm t- I'm, I was like, hey, do you want to get ejected out of a truck? Oh, well, just go ride with Jack Willette. <laughs> You'll get ejected. <laughs> but, yeah, that was kind of the ongoing joke. But Oh, that was good. That was good. So where are we recording right now, Jack? So we're sitting in the in, in my home front here at the Ding, Dingleberry Pad. And um, do you live at this pad? I do, yes. So, okay, so Jacko gets the opportunity to move into the pad, and we're beyond, <laughs> beyond fired up to get this, this world-class dude in here. He, he, he's into all the, all the right things. He's one of those, he's a pad guy. You, you'd consider him a pad guy. Oh, absolutely. He's, so, he's hands down a pad, pad dude. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jacko. Yeah. What? So you you were living at the you're living at the uh, warehouse before? I was, yes. And so what's like the biggest difference between the? Because everybody knows about the warehouse. Yeah. Because you know when like when we have Montana camp and it's it's gathering at the warehouse, it's a huge venue. Yeah. There's stuff going on. I oh, mean, yeah. you never know what you're getting at the, at the warehouse. But so you go from living at the warehouse, you slide in over here at Dingleberry, and you, I mean to be honest with you, I mean you've fit in just absolutely you slid in and you fit in like a mo swigging mcdigger yeah and yeah. and we're we're beyond pleased to get you over here and um so like what's the biggest difference between you know life at the dingleberry now and then you know versus the warehouse the biggest difference to be honest with you has nothing to do with the path it has to do with the people in the path i just fit in here i mean we these guys are like elk hunting they like doing all the good stuff and I just didn't quite f- click with the warehouse just because of that. <laughs> Are you saying that there's, like, potential beef between you and some of the other warehouse guys? Oh, there is. Big time. There is big beef. <laughs> All right. So, it's Monday. Monday afternoon, right? There's guys home because people get rained out at work, right? So, I'm, like, fired up. It rained all day. And I was like, hey, you know what? I'm going elk hunting this afternoon, right? So, I'm like, all right, you know. Someone's on the couch. Hey, you want to go elk hunting? No, you know, some sorry excuse, whatever. Ask the next guy. Hey, you want to go elk hunting? Oh, no, yeah, 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 ye
go around to everybody, ask if they want to go out cutting. Nobody wants to go out cutting on a Monday, Monday afternoon. It's a Monday afternoon. It's prime out cutting oh, time. And what are people turning down? They're turning down a world-class out cutting with, by the way, a guy that's really darn good at sneaking out cutting. What does he do this year? He went and put down a 334. Not everybody can say that. Bring us through your hunt this year, Jack. That, that was oh, so incredible. Holy hunt. smokes. So... It starts starts off Thursday night. Oz, Ozzy rolls in with Trev Trev T, right? Me and Trev T, we make the trek over there to go and do some little elk hunting because we wanted to get a we wanted to lay eyes on the guy that was known as this big legendary elk hunter. What did we do? We we laid our eyes on him and um yeah, guess carry on. So so we <laughs> all right. We had an awesome day hunting that Thursday. Get back to camp. The boys are rolling in. I'm fired up. I'm like, you know what? I'm hunting with these guys, you know. Oz's got a tag, I got a tag. Trev's tagged out, but no big deal. We got we got a big bull, you know, located. We're going to go get him. And um, keep in mind, at this point, I'm strictly there as a fan. I was not thinking about hunting at all. All I wanted to do was watch the legendary elk hunter himself, Jack Willett, our special guest in action. So, <laughs> so I, I figured I'd get that out. Oh, yeah. I acted oh, yeah. like I was hunting or whatever, but the whole time I'm like, holy crap, this dude's... This dude's so good. He knows what he's doing. He knows how to call. This and that. I was just fired up. But keep going, man. All right. So we wake up Friday morning. We're going to get up early, right? We get up early, but we can't get going. I mean, it's kind of a slow start to the day. But we get going. It's just kind of cracking daylight. We get drifting up the up the trailways and spot some elk right away. So we're fired up. We got a couple of cows, small bull. We're going to go after them. We Start hiking up the hill, chasing after them. And they're not talking at all. And uh, they kind of just you know, disappeared, you know, like elk do. And um, so we're getting up into this saddle, right? So we're, I got to do a little paperwork down in the brush when we get up there. So I locate off the back backside of that saddle. And I bail into the brush. I had to take care of some business. Meanwhile, Oz, tell, tell what happened. So next. basically what happens is Jack dips out into the brush Right after he'd uh, done a locator, well, what did me and Trevor do? Oh, we're trying to gain some. We're trying to gain a little bit of elevation to try and get some glass out there to see these big hoss bulls that Jack's been talking about. We didn't believe that there was any big bulls over there. Heck no. So what are we gonna do? We we figured that. Oh, we'll just get up a little higher and see what's in the area. Well, anyways, we're we're trying to gain some elevation. We come over the top of this uh, little ridge thing, and what do you know? This pecking hoss bull is waddling out like 65 yards from us. Me and Trevor, what do we do? We lay on the ground. The bull was looking at us. He was all confused, trying to figure out what was going on. Well, what did he end up doing? He ended up dipping off. We didn't end up getting the opportunity at him, but that's when I knew. He, there was no stories involved in what was going on at this secret honey hole. Jack was spot on. There was big bulls running around, and I knew it. <laughs> at that moment you knew yeah it was right. crazy so i rejoined the boys they tell me about it and we're all kicked in now because we got a big bull spotted we worked him a little bit but he wasn't talking he didn't like us so we're like oh no big deal we'll head down the ridge to where these you know these this big bull has been hanging out so we drift that way and we get onto that ridge top wind is just terrible blowing right the wrong direction and I figured these elk were just, you know, down over the edge of the ridge, you know, just over the rim in the brush, hanging out. So we're like, all right, well, I'm thinking I'm going to be a little more aggressive here. You know, we got to, we're kind of on crunch time. It's Friday. I got to go home Saturday night, you know. So we drop in on this, where I figured this elk was, or the elk were. And me and Trevor calling back and forth, dropping down the hill. The only reason why I'm not calling in this situation is because... I, my mouth is still wide open because I can't believe how, like, this, the quality of calls that comes off this jackal-led's tongue is just incredible. Your but anyways, jaw, that's a little... jaw is on the ground. <laughs> my jaw is on the ground. I couldn't keep my mouth in my mouth because my mouth, my, my jaw was dragging on the ground right in front of my boots. But keep going. Keep All right, going. so we're, me and Trevor headed down the hill. And Oz. So we get down their ways and we find this alley going down there's brush on both sides there's just this open alley where we can we can cover some country so we're drifted down the hill there and um pretty soon we hear a bugle it's like oh that thing's way to flip out there and there's nothing but brush from here to him yeah keep in mind that this is some of the stinking thickest country i've ever laid boots on anyways keep going so so we're 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 wondering what we're doing you know and um 
We're like, well, what do we got to lose? I don't we'll just know. keep going. No, no, no. Jack knew what he was doing. I, I'm wondering. You're speaking for me right there. I'm wondering what's going on here. <laughs> yeah, Anyways, yeah. keep going. So, all right. Now, we're just going to keep going the way we're going. So we go down a little farther, and we have a ball fire up. 200 yards, maybe. And he's hot. He's coming. I mean, we heard him brush crash. Oz gets set up above me. I drop down the hill a little ways. Trev drops back to call. We're two shooters set up. You know, whoever gets the shot, shoot first, you know. So, Trev's calling behind us. He gets behind us a ways, and this bull steps out 60 yards in the brush, and he's just a monster. I mean, he's a straight seven on one side for sure, and I'm pretty sure he's a seven on the other side too. I mean, just an absolute giant. And he hangs up 60 yards. We can't pull him out of the brush. He's, I'm just watching him. And pretty soon he wheels and bails. It's like, all oh, bummer, you know. Because we've had so many these encounters this hunting trip. So... I'm thinking in my in my brain. I'm thinking, all right, when when are we gonna get lucky? So when's something gonna come together for us? Right? Yep. You know, because it's been nonstop all week long. So we hash it out. And we're like, well, that's a big bull. We need to get on him again. So we'll uh, we'll go up their edge. We'll circle way around, like a mile, mile and a half around, and we'll come up from a complete different direction. We'll try to call that bull in. You know, use a little different calling scheme or whatever. You know, just to you know get him back in because these elk aren't pressured so you can call them in i mean you can call these bulls in and they come in and it's awesome so we get up on top we're eating lunch right hanging out we oh, got yeah. top Doing ramen. what i love best man i was munching on a little top ramen with the oh bulls yeah and, oh is that oh, a highlight that is a you'll never eat better top ramen than out of a jet boil on the mountaintop <laughs> that's just unbeatable i mean i don't know i it's definitely like top three meals yeah, that oh. a guy. Like, cause you got like Christmas, you got Thanksgiving, yeah. and then you got top ramen up on, on the mountain top at noon or oh, one o'clock yeah, or whatever three, after you've been prowling around. Those <laughs> those three meals in no particular order. No, no particular order. <laughs> exactly. That's just it. So we're eating ramen, and we got a bullfire up right below us, and it's like, okay, you know, here we go. But the wind is terrible again. We're on the same ridge. The wind blowing the same way. The elk is in the same spot. I know right that below. that elk was smelling top ramen for sure. Oh, he was. But, but yeah, anyways. So <laughs> we're up on top of this thing. We, we're like, well, we got to circle around, do the same thing. I'm say, I say, hey, Oz, we get circled around here, drop down in the brush, see if we can get like a 20-yard shooting lane, right? And well, me and Trevor will try to pull this bull into you. We get dropped down in the brush. Me and Trevor are like in this wall of brush. There's like no no shooting lanes whatsoever. I mean, an elk could have to be at one yard or so. So it's just not ideal for me to shoot. But we're thinking, okay, Oz is dropping into the brush, and he's working down. We'll see if we can pull this bull in. Well, that bull, he didn't like us that much. and I, I don't know why. Maybe he winded us. Either way, he wasn't responding. But this other bull, he started getting hot, and he was like, he was quite a ways farther, probably two, 300 yards to start, but he was coming. And I'm thinking, man, that thing's, he's coming up from my, you know, I'm going to drop down in the brush and get down there a ways, cut some distance, maybe get on this bull, get a shot, hopefully. And um, I got dropped down maybe 30, 40 yards and it opens up. I mean, the brush kind of settles down, the trees, you know, into the timber there and a bunch of little jack pines, you know, and lots of shooting lanes. So I'm fired up, you know. So this bull's coming, he's coming. 35 yards, I see him. Trev's calling behind me still, and he stops at 35. He's kind of looking around. You know, I can see he's a shooter bull, and he's a good one. So I'm waiting, 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 waiting. Nothing. He's kind of hanging up. A couple of soft cow calls back behind my back, and here he comes. He's got, you know, he's so wide he can't get his head to the trees. He's, you know what I mean? He's he's struggling. He's just an through. absolute hoss. And I, I'm like... <laughs> I got, I got to kill this bull. I mean, it shoot. I mean, I got lanes. I got. I mean, this thing's coming. Is is gonna be good. So I pull back, and he's coming. And I, I just peck a gap. I'm like, when he steps in there, I'm shooting. Steps in there, whack, shot. So I'm fired up. And this thing runs right up the hill, right above me, like yep. twenty yards. Maybe. Keep in mind, I'm right up in the brush right there. I hear this thing take up. I hear it all go down. What am I thinking? I'm thinking, okay, get this thing up here, and then I can finish it off if, if you didn't get it yeah, good. Yeah. That's kind of what I was thinking in my head. Well, it turns out there was no need for a second <laughs> shot. <laughs> so so this, this bull, he runs up like 20 yards. I shot him quarter and two. So I, and it was kind of a tricky angle shot. I mean, I didn't really like <laughs> it, but I knew I could kill him at that angle, you know. 
So I shot, well, he runs up 20 yards right above me, right between me and Trevor. And now me and Trevor calculating back and forth to this bull that's between us. And he's just standing there, and pretty soon he coughs a couple times, and he tips over right there. And boy, we were we were so fired up. I I, I still remember the first time I see Nas after I shot this elk. So I'm I'm like you know like watching the same you know twitching or whatever, and I start picking my way through, up to it, and I see Oz poking his nose over the bush, <laughs> and, and he's like doing signals at me. I'm like, he's right here in between. <laughs> oh man, what a moment! Well, that, that was, was so crazy. awesome. So awesome. Yeah, we, we, we stinking got it done, and that was uh, that was definitely a, a hunting trip that I'll, I'll never forget. Yeah, the memory's going to last forever. Oh. We got the, the, the mount right here in the living room. Well, we're looking at it right now. Man, that thing does not... That thing, has it gotten bigger? I think it has. I look yeah, at it every have. single day, and honestly, it, it looks grow. bigger. It bigger seems to grow than it was. Boy, I tell you what, packing that elk out Holy in smoke. the middle of the night, all night, was... That was probably one of the biggest mind grinds I've had in quite some time. Yeah, that was crazy. So we were we're at the uh, the site of the kill. You know, we got it all cut up, and then um, I load my pack up one meat bag. Of course, I'm not capable of anything more than one meat bag. I realized after, last year after I packed out mine. <laughs> and um, anyways, Trev throws one on his pack. And then Jack throws one on his pack. And, oh, is Jack done loading his pack up yet? Absolutely not. He's, he decides he's throwing the head of this big hoss elk on his, on his pack. And, um, yeah, so not a big deal. I mean, we're talking a big old 6 by 7 elk or 6 by 8 or whatever that thing is. 8? Yes, there's 8 on one side. You don't shoot elk with 8 points on one side. This thing's huge, you know? And so this his pack's all loaded down. And Trevor looks at me and he's like, hey, dude, I was like, are we doubling up with bags? And and I looked at Trevor, and, and in my head, I'm thinking, like, dude, are you crazy? Like, I'm not capable of hauling one pack out, you know? Yeah. And then I was looking at your pack, and I was like, man, holy smokes, this guy's got a, pay, a ba- like a bag of meat and the dog on head. And I, I actually was thinking about throwing another bone on my back for a little bit there. Um, thankfully, I decided not to. Um, at that point, I was actually thinking, there's no way that Jack's getting that head much further than than, yeah, yeah. than 20 yards from the kill, honestly. Mm-hmm. That's what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. What do you end up doing? You end up bringing that thing all the way back but, to this dog on camp. I couldn't believe it. Do you remember what I told you? Like, maybe 50 yards from the elk after we got out of the brush, circled around, started hiking up the hill. I said, there ain't no way. I said, there ain't no way. And then I had a smoke, thought about it. Where there's a will, there's a way. And we just started That was crazy. <laughs> I honestly couldn't believe that you got that thing all the way back, but... Yeah, that pack out was crazy though, cause I remember thinking like, I'm like hiking with the boys, and you kind of feed off the guys you're hunting with when you're. It's like one of the toughest mind games that you can, that I've experienced mm-hmm. packing out elk oh, for sure. You know, yeah. and um, so when we were packing that thing up though, out though, I was like, holy crap! Like I'm feeling so tired right now, mm-hmm. and I, I couldn't. Like I couldn't pinpoint why I was so shot. Like we'd been hunting all day, but like it wasn't like we had. Like a crazy tough day, you know. No, like, as far as like elevation and whatnot, right? Pretty mellow as as far as that. Goes. And even distance wise, like we didn't put a crazy amount no. on. I mean, I can't. I, I guess I wouldn't really know how much we put on specifically that day, but I didn't feel like I should be as tired as I was. Mm-hmm. And so we're hiking, and um, and there was several times where we were taking little breaks. And of course, me, like I'm, I'm like down on the rock, like sitting down on any rock or stump that I can find. I'm sitting down, I'm resting. And, um, and meanwhile, I'm just totally exhausted. I'm like, how in the heck are these guys still going? Like I'm about ready to fall over and fall asleep, Mm -hmm. you know? And, um, we end up hiking all stinking night and we got back to the truck in, in my head, I was thinking like, Oh, Maybe like two in the morning, two thirty in the yeah. morning. Oh yeah. What was time was it? One. It was packing six o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I couldn't believe it, Jack. That was crazy. And and it was just pouring rain like the whole way. So I mean we were and no rain gear, we were all just soaked. Yeah, Everything absolutely soaked. drenched. And we still have two meat bags up on the hill, right? After we get we get down to camp, I I drop my head off in my meat bag and I'm I'm thinking, 
I don't know how the flip I'm going to get back up to go get another meat bag. Like, where everything's soaked. Boots are soaked. Our pants, all our clothes are soaked. It's not going to be a good morning getting up and putting wet boots on. It's, not to mention you just pulled an all-nighter. Yeah, all yeah, this yeah. Out. Yeah, so that's part of it. So, I'm I'm laying in my tent, right? I had a, f- a few snacks. Pretty soon I hear alarms going off. Like, the boys are going hunting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the boys are heading out. And Matt comes and wakes me up. Hey, where's that elk at? And we kind of told him where I kind of told him where I was at. He had a pin, kind of, you know. I t- told him the direction to go and where to whatever to get to the pin. And um, come that afternoon, after we got our beauty rest in, <laughs> I I call Matt up and they had they had bailed on hunting and they're gonna go get my elk for me. The last two bags, Matt and Adam, and they they saved me. I mean, I don't know what I would have done. Honestly, wouldn't. If anybody deserves a big asshole on this podcast. It's Matt and Adam just for that. Yeah. They saved us. Because I wasn't going back out there. No. I wasn't going to tell you directly, but I was like, do you want to know what? Like, at this time, I don't think I'm capable of getting back out there any any sort of significant distance. Mm-hmm. Other than, you know, fire to, you know, from the distance fire from the, to the truck, truck yeah, to tent. fire to the tent. Which, you know, or a radius of maybe 40 yards. Which is, in, like, this is enough distance <laughs> yeah. for you to be covering it. Yeah. Right, yeah, at yeah. that point, I was lucky to be covering that much distance. <laughs> yeah. But, but one thing that Jack does do when he's out covering distance is this guy, he finds deer horns. He finds them everywhere. This guy's out in his machine cutting down trees. But what does he do? This guy isn't even looking for trees. Is he even paying attention to them? He's not. This guy's scanning the ground. He's scanning the countryside for any sign of deer horns. Oh, yeah. And what does he do when he finds one, Oz? He chucks a snap up on the guy's Snapchat. Oh, and yeah. he will let you know that he found a deer horn. Yeah, and boy, those are so much fun to make. Because I'll be sitting there. This is a typical deer horn snap, right? So I'll be sitting there. I'm out here minding my own business, you know, cutting trees, whatever. Kind of go through a little intro, right? And I'm like, so I cut this tree over there, and I lay it down. I look over, and deer horn. (laughs) That's kind of how they go. That's specifically how they go. And and it's so much fun. Yeah. Did we fail to mention that his nickname is now Deer Horn? He's known as Deerhorn in this area. <laughs> He's known as Deerhorn. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of, I mean, kind of taken. I don't know if it's entirely take that, taken off because like, at the pad, we still call you Jackal. But yeah. I've been trying to get Deerhorn going, but I don't yeah. know. Maybe this will be the little podcast bump that we need to get Deerhorn ripping. Like, full yeah. on. Jack, we got to clear the air here. All there's right, been right. questions. There's been drama. There's been conspiracy <laughs> out here in the Montana region. Turns out, this is right before I moved here, but turns out you were spotted. You were spotted at the green bin. You know what I'm talking about. I know. You were exactly spotted what at the green about. bin, uh, and what was it? A Monday afternoon at like 2 o'clock? Midday. Yeah. Midday. Everybody's working. But Jack's not working. What's he doing? He's at the green bin. No one knows what you were doing there. No one knows. No one, still no one knows. Nobody you knows. you got to let this story out. Get Tell people what you were doing that. All right. So I was. I was working that day till like noon or so, so I had some time, and I went and grabbed a pizza after work, you know, I was thinking, oh, some health food quick, you know. Yeah. And um, just kind of eating my pizza, I'm thinking, man, what, what do we got to do? Oh, this is what we got to do. We're going to Green Bin. Hey, yeah, that's <laughs> a little, you know, a, 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 there's an angle to it, you know, oh, yeah. yeah. So, I'm thinking, okay, Green Bin's right down the street, I'll run down there quick and, you know, do a drive-by, see if anybody's home, if nobody's home, well come up with something so gears are turned and i mean i'm driving into the green bin do do my drive by and nothing all right you know sweet no one's there nobody's home this is going to be good right keep in mind i'm still eating pizza and you know whatnot you got your little caesars in hand yeah in hand in hand and i was like (laughs) well i'm gonna go eat lunch you know so i leave my pickup running out front right which is not obvious at all to passersby or you know Girls coming home, right, possibly, right. you know, just a truck sitting right in front of the house that they know, you know, couldn't be out. More Blue obvious. Ranger. Yeah. Blue I Ranger, mean, no big deal. So, <laughs> I go test the front door, locked. But these girls, even even though the way they are, you know, you figure they locked the back door. Oh, no. <laughs> she was wide open. So, I grease it around the backyard, you know, step into the kitchen, eat my pizza. Gears are grinding. Arcing and sparking, we ain't got nothing, boys. We're we're trying to come up with something good to do, you know. I'm standing in the kitchen eating pizza, and um, all of a sudden hear a noise. Car door slam. 
This ain't good. This is not good. <laughs> You're we're, in the house at this point. Yeah, we're in the house, standing in the kitchen. This is questionable circumstances. I mean, we're we're gonna get some catch some grief for this one. So, yeah. I look up. Jaden Hill go walking past the front window. This oh boy! Oh boy! So, and you're in the house. I'm in the house. Oh, there is no escape. I mean, pickups running in front of the house. She knows I'm there. Right. So I grease. I just. I just bail. I mean, I tuck my tail and ran. I slammed the door. Ran around the house. She comes out the front porch. She's like, "What are you doing?" And I jump in my pickup roll. You got out of there. <laughs> Left. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't your first stinking prank at the Dagon Agreement, though. Jack, I was involved in, in some shenanigans, late night shenanigans one night when we went over to the Green Bin. Yeah. So basically what happened on this particular night, me, Simon, and Jack, we're out. We're bored one night. We're out on the city. What are we doing? We're greasing around. We're, we're pranking people. We end up over at the Green Bin. And uh, what did we end up doing? So we, we went in their garage. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. basically what, what ends up happening is um, we go into the, the garage of the green bin, and what do we end up doing? We, did we start the lawnmower or something crazy? Yeah, so we started the lawnmower, you know, created ruckus in the garage. You know, why is there a lawnmower running at 1 o'clock in the morning, 2 o'clock in the morning in the garage? You know, this is <laughs> not a good deal. <laughs> so pretty soon you hear the pitter-patter of the feet and the you know shuffling around inside and then there's feet outside the door and trying to get in. So we're holding the door shut. We can't let these girls in because this garage <laughs> is a straight up sealed vessel. Nothing yeah, was getting. Nothing, nothing was, was getting in. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was. It was good. So pretty soon they go in the house. They must have got bored or whatever. So all the boys grease out of the garage, but I didn't. Oh no! I didn't <laughs> you were up in the rafters. I was up in the rafters. Oh that yeah, I, I was up on the rafters, and um, pretty soon the garage door opens. You know, girls come in, walking around, doing their thing. You're in the rafters. I'm chilling in the rafters. They're to the That's back hilarious. Out. Yeah, we were dying. We're in the truck, and we're like, "Oh, Jacko's in there. The girls are in there." It was taken. It was crazy. The first prank, though, just to clear the air, nothing happened. So okay, so we'll go through. So nothing happened. At the green bin the day I was eating pizza and Jaden caught me. Absolutely nothing happened. But I'm at I invite people over that night perhaps because it's Monta- right before Montana camping, so there's you know, folks are drifting into town, so I'm doing my, you know, duties around the warehouse, you know, keeping things cleaned up and getting the sound going and whatnot. I get cornered. So what were you doing at the green bin? <laughs> You'll know in good time. In good time. You'll figure it out. And That's- that those words right there. I've just left these girls in absolute dire straits to figure out what happened. And they couldn't figure it out. No. I mean, they moved out of there. And when they are in the process of moving, they were cl- going through the house, cleaning it out. And they are like, keep your eye out for anything that Jack would have done or Jack would have left. They couldn't find a thing. <laughs> they're still wondering what happened. But little did they know, actually nothing actually So really all happened. that stress and all that grief. Cast it aside. It's gone. Uh, it's, Don't worry yeah. about it. It's it's Nothing over. happened. Nothing happened. Get over it. <laughs> <laughs> Just get over it. Oz, I'm not going to lie. When I'm talking to Jack right now and he looks over at me and I see that black guy, I it's daunting. <laughs> this guy is me. <laughs> yeah, that stinking fall party this past week and got the best year, oh, Jack. Oh, boy. Oh, it was a ripping good time. <laughs> so what, like, because you're fancy in a black guy right now. Kind of. Yeah. Well, how did that, like, that result? So all the boys are getting put in jail, right? And I get my turn. I get put in jail, right? Because it, it's usually just a, like a 20-on-one wrestling match until you get in jail, and then, then you have some rest time by you yourself. You catch your breath. Yeah. So I do my thing, you know, and then pretty soon it's like, hey, we'll go get Trav Johnson. Hey, come help. I'm like, oh, okay, you know, I'll, I'll do it, you know. And I run over there, and I grab a hold of Trav, and I'm kind of backpedaling, getting shoved into the jail there, and I fall on the ground. And then I just get walloped, and I'm thinking, holy flip, that hurt. That did not feel good. I'm laying on the ground, you know, kind of holding my face, kind of open both. Oh, I can still see. You know, this is good. Yep. This is good. You got visuals. I got visuals on my eye. I mean, we can still see. And then I'm, <laughs> then I'm touching around, feeling, making sure my face structure was still there. It was still there. And I was like, well, that ain't too bad. But, yeah. But good. then, I mean, you ended up being a black eye, but it's actually kind of sweet, too, though. Yeah. I didn't want to get tucked in jail this night. Like, I was sick of this bull crap. So I went and hunkered down at the bonfire, kind of staying out of the way. And Jack Willett comes down to the fire. He taps me on the shoulder. He says, what's a guy got to do to get a cigarette? 
I turned around and looked at him, and I both jumped out of my socks. This guy, he's got his costume on. Absolute beauty costume. He's got this big beard, big beard wig, and he's got a pillow in his shirt, greasy shirt. Fairly large looking, dude. <laughs> Just looking rough. And, yeah, no, it was nuts. So, Jacko, when you, because um, you were living over in Spokane, and you, like, paid a few visits, but, like, why the heck didn't you move right away, like? It took you so long to get out here, and now that, like, you feel like, it feels like you've lived here for, like, 20 years, honestly. But, like, what took you so long? Because, I mean, there's nothing going on in Spokane. I mean, you listeners heard in Pablo's interview. I mean, there's yeah. not a whole lot going on <laughs> yeah, over there. Yeah. There's no so why were you staying there as long as you did? So, I had a good job, and I really liked the outfit I worked for. And um, it was just a, you know, he'd given me a good opportunity, you know, getting into the logging thing and the operating thing, you know, and he'd given me the opportunity to do it so i was like well i gotta give this guy a little bit of time you know yeah you know you were trained me and whatnot so yeah like going back to the pobs interview you weren't like pobs where he had just started a new landscaping job but, but then he had to go help out yeah, the uncle yeah, helps, or, yeah, you know yeah, yeah so you were you were a little more of a trustworthy worker. yeah i was like yeah. i was like on you know when i when i retired from that outfit and moved here it was on my fifth year i guess so. okay so i've been wow. there a substantial amount of time because how old are you jacko 21. Okay, so, okay, folks, this guy's 21. To be honest with you, I thought you were like a year younger than me. I sit at the age of 24, and um, I thought you were like right similar age to me. You carry yourself like a 35-year-old. But what are you? You're a 21-year-old guy that's just, <laughs> that's just getting, yeah. that's wet behind the ears yet. Oh, yeah. No, this guy, like, once again, another guest that's, he's beyond his years. This guy, he, like... Think of all the things he's done and how much, you know, experience he's gotten hunting, how much experience he's gotten tinkering on snowmobiles. We're talking wood down. This guy, like, he's well beyond his age. Yeah, it's, 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 it's simply simply incredible at, at where this guy is in his life for the age that he's sitting at, and, and we wouldn't want him anywhere else other than here at the, the you know, the Dingleberry. And I love being here. I love being here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, Jack, I I don't know. What do you do you have? Anything I don't. Else? I, I, I got nothing. That's it's a late night. It's midweek. It, it, no, okay. I don't really have anything. Alrighty, well, Jacko, it was uh, it was a pleasure having you on here as our third guest on the on this uh, you know Montana DNA podcast. Oh. So uh, thanks for coming on, and uh, we really appreciate you giving us a little time here this afternoon. Hey, no problem. <laughs> Love doing it for the boys. I'm looking forward to the future pods coming out. I really am. Well, uh, yeah, enjoy your afternoon. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> uh, see ya, dear horn. I'll see ya. Thanks, Jack, for coming on. <laughs> Jack, Jack, thanks for your sport for coming on to the pod, man. We were fired up to have ya, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, this last weekend we had the po- uh, the fall party ripping over here at Dingleberry, and uh, yeah, that was a real ripper. This is one of those parties where they say like, "Here's your theme, country living," but does everyone abide by that theme? <laughs> Heck no. <laughs> Oz is being one of those guys that did not abide by. That. I didn't really abide by the theme. I wasn't the biggest fan of the theme. So what do I end up doing? I will. Uh, I buy myself a basketball setup. Was I looking good? I thought so. Am I thinking about maybe making a fashion statement and rocking what I was wearing that particular week, uh, that particular fall party all for the rest of my life? I think so. I don't think it'd be a bad idea. This guy was looking so good. <laughs> he had the hair. He had the glasses. He had that basketball sweater on. The pants. <laughs> Those pants were absolutely phenomenal. Oh man! And I honestly like it. It was kind of. It opened my mind to the the wider cut jeans that I had on. Um, the mobility in those jeans is just off the charts. And like, sure, I mean they catch on everything. They catch on things, you know. I at one point I was getting hauled to jail, and I was getting held held up on every everything I was coming into contact because of those pants. Yep. They helped me out. I wasn't complaining. I'm thinking about rocking them full time. I don't give a crap. I mean, I was part of hauling this guy into the jail. You grab onto anything. But the thing is, these pants, they have so much square footage on them. Like, you reach down and you grab just a handful of denim. You got a piece of this jeans oh, and you're yeah. the guy. And it was nuts. But yeah. but, yeah, no, it was a good time, that party. So, I don't even know. What the flip else do we have to well, talk about? What do you have coming up for you this weekend? Because uh, I actually have a bit of an event going on. 
with you, the boys. Yeah, so this weekend, I actually don't really have a whole ton on the agenda. I actually might end up working on Saturday. So, yeah, sounds like a party, right? Go out. I get to go out. I get to swing the hammer a little bit. Am I excited? I guess so. What else am I going to do? I guess I could go out and sling a few arrows. I don't know. But um, anyways, uh, yeah, nothing too sick. I don't I don't know. I, I wish I had something cooler to talk about. What? Something like me. Where, like, I'm getting the boys into the dirty bourbon. We're going up to Scatch. So last night, there was this bonfire up past Dingleberry. At this point, there's three of us. We're Three of us, we're talking Tanner, Tanner Locusa, Travis Johnson, and myself. We're planning to just pack. a deadly crew of dudes. Well, just not it's a deadly crew, but we're talking about packing into the bourbon, cruising up to Scatch. Big wedding going up there. T- our buddy T.O. is getting married. Shout out to you, T.O. Good dude. <laughs> so we're heading up there for this wedding, but at this point, it's us three. We're not as fired up because, you know, you got the full bourbon. There's seven seats. Well, what do you know? We go to this bonfire last night. Turns out Tanner's got a Blu-ray DVD player in his bourbon. So he's letting the boys know, hey, boys, I got a DVD player. Jack Willette, <laughs> Jack Willette rolls up. He's like, what, did I hear DVD player? So next thing you know, Jack Willette's in the ride. He's never been to Sketch, but he's fired up. Pobs is across the fire. Ozzy sitting near us. He's like, Pobs looks like the guy that would get fired up to go to Sketch. At this point, low-key, I'm like, dude, like I want to get in this ride. It sounded so I, And the longer I sat there, like I was at one point, I was like, there was, I was, Almost committed to saying, "Hey, I'm in," but at the you know I was able to hold it back because I have other things that I need to get done, you know. But he's a grown man; he's got responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> but no, anyway. So we're gonna be cruising up to Sketch. Turns out we ended up filling up the bourbon. We got seven passengers. I'm talking t- Travis Johnson, Tanner Locusup, myself. We're talking the Matt Simonsons of this world, <laughs> the Jack Willettes of this world, the Pobs of this world. And, of course, Jaden Hilka is jumping in. She's surprising the fam. Obviously, this podcast is going to be released after the surprise goes down. Post Big Bash. But, anyways, that's about all I got for this week. I mean, that's about all I got for this month. I'm kind of running low on um, Yeah, no, I... And the other thing is, too, is it's getting so darn late. My Like, my brain isn't really working right now. Nor is mine. So. I'm just dreading that drive back home, so. That is kind of a... Oh, man. I feel bad for you. All right. Well, is that a wrap? That's a wrap, That's I a, believe. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yep. Well, thanks, thanks for listening in again, everybody. Keep hey, tuned. We appreciate the support, hey. The support's been off the stinking charts. Keep it coming. We, we'll try keeping content coming at least once a year. At least once a year. It's starting to trend that way. <laughs> Whatever. All the good characteristics you guys have been. So just keep it up. Keep letting us know how we're doing. If we do it bad, let us know. But no, um, yeah, thanks a lot for all the, the support, and we'll keep these things coming. So, yeah. Peace out. See ya.